Welcome to Improv, Beat by Beat. I'm Curtis Rutherford. I interviewed 24 different improvisers and then edited together chunks of those interviews to investigate different aspects of improv one piece at a time. This is episode six, The Invocation. The Invocation is one of the original Herald openings developed by Del Close. I only have two interviews on this episode, which speaks a little to how people in New York currently feel about the invocation. It's an opening. We know how to do it, sort of, but no one is excited about it. Partly, that's just the faddishness of openings. They'll go out of fashion until a team does that opening well, and then suddenly everyone will do that opening, possibly with slight variations. The trend for the past couple of years at Herald Night at UCB has been variations of character monologues and flocking openings. But the invocation is also an opening that people are often confused by. That's also true of the pattern game, but the pattern game has become the cornerstone of long-form improv at UCB, so people work on it a lot to iron out the kinks. People are also constantly doing the pattern game, so we don't lose the institutional knowledge of how to do it or how to teach it like we do with openings that disappear for a couple of years, only to return, taught by someone who maybe sort of remembers how another team used to do it. Let's start with Will Hines. How do you feel about the invocation opening? Was it I one? love it. Yeah? Uh, talk me through People the invocation. People hate it, right? I think it's it's the most mysterious for a lot of reasons. It a- baffles me that people hate it. Like, I love it so much. To me, it's like not even a question. I was like, oh, yeah, the invocation is great. Like, I don't even – it's like saying, do you like the yeah. Beatles? Not the, It's not quite the Beatles, but it's like, do you find Billy Joel pleasant? It's, it's like, <laughs> well, yeah. What are you talking about? I like that you used that example days after A people, huge Facebook thread. Huge yeah, Facebook it's on my thread. mind yes. a lot. People get on me about liking Billy Joel, and I get sensitive about it. Um, I think because it has so many more moving parts than anything except for the pattern game. All right. I will do that, but you have to tell me first. Mm-hmm. Defend your statement. I'm okay with the invocation. My hesitation about it. I mean, you're, I see you as being ultimately okay with any opening that yes, somebody wants to that do. That is absolutely true. But speak for the masses. Why okay. do people feel that way about the invocation? You instantly have so you have fewer people touching each idea. That's often. true. Yeah, there's less. It's less groupy, right? And also because with each each stage is often not well defined for people. Like I don't know if I have a crystal clear definition for each stage. Okay. And how it's become when I'm coaching it sometimes is I've started going back to you know what Del Close was like this weird hippie guy. Let's think of it like a magic spell. That's the closest I can get to that. That's idea. probably how he did it. I doubt he structured it too much. Yeah. I've interviewed a number of people who've studied with Dell and let's say six people, mm-hmm. not a huge number, but – and there's you know wide reactions to this guy. He's not a god to the yeah. people that had him in a class. So even the people who love him, yeah, he was the guy that they – who was around and they saw him around. He was their teacher. He wasn't deified the way that like the UCB have helped to do. Right. And you know there was things about him they loved and things about him that were very frustrating. And some people really resonated with him and some people were like, I didn't like him. Some mm-hmm. people like found him off-putting and sort of full of himself. But none of them – he's not – he wasn't like a micromanagey big improv notes guy. Right. He was big on truth. He was big on agreement. And to the people who loved him, he had a knack for cutting through bullshit to really speaking to what was truly good about the scene in a way that was a relief. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he was too dogmatic or like – I don't think he was espousing a really structured philosophy. I think he was 
going by the seat of his pants a lot. Right. I think he was speaking truthfully to his reactions, but like I don't think he was like a, a Sean Diston who like really right. works at what are the what are the watch These are the rules. This is what yeah. works. This is why it works. I don't works. think that was his jam. Yeah. So the way you're teaching it, I bet you is how he did. I bet you he's like, hey, this will be cool. Like yeah. this will look cool. Yeah. That's enough for me. Let's try it. And I think my last hesitation about it is – the fact that especially as it goes on because it becomes more thematic, more of like these are the themes or, or like strands that we're building with an IM, that's hard to understand what what it feels like as a show so early in a show. OK, great. I'm going to totally – I'm now going to totally win you over on the invocation because I great, love great, the invocation. Great. You should also – if you ever talk to Neil Casey, he's a huge fan of the invocation okay. and he's very particular about it. Or we talked to Eric Tenoy. Tenoy has a way of teaching it that nobody else does. He has gone off, off-road and developed his own weird invocation. Last I talked to him about it, yeah. which was like four years ago. OK, but okay, my, the invocation. Yes. So the structures are it is, you are, thou art, I am. Now we have to remember every opening has things it's good at and things it's bad at. Mm-hmm. And just lean into what's good and whatever's bad, you have to make up for it in the scenes. OK. Pattern game gives you really full premises if you want, but it makes you inhuman and surreal and turns you into a bad actor. So you have to adjust for that. Monologues are very realistic mm-hmm. and they keep you keep you grounded and you have nice grounded games, but there's no group mind and you don't get a lot out of them. There's like two or three rich ideas. Mm-hmm. So you just have to pull from smaller things once you've gone over the one or two obvious ideas or get more monologues. Anyway. The invocation, the strength of weaknesses are it's a great show. It is really easy to make the invocation presentationally fun. It's like a it's a so get into it, commit, perform a Wiccan ritual for the audience and let it feel a little forbidden and have fun with that. You'll get applause at the end of every invocation. Mm-hmm. And you certainly won't at the end of every pattern game, except people clapping in relief that it's over. Right. Okay. The other thing, you you don't get big premises. You're not going to have full premises. If you're looking for premises, you'll be frustrated. They're not there. Maybe one or two. Mm -hmm. What you're going to get are themes and weird starting moments. So you're basically going to be doing what we call organic scenes these days. You're just going to get little nubs to start with. But there will be themes. There'll be like dramatic themes throughout your Herald without you even having to worry about it. You know, if your invocation was sad, the herald will be sad. If the invocation was optimistic, the herald will be optimistic. And you won't even have to think about it. It'll be there. So you'll get a great show up top. You'll get nice, small, unusual things to start with that are of a, of a certain emotional theme. That's pretty cool. That's what you're going to get out of it. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for big premises, you're always going to hate it. It's not for you. Now, the definition of the levels is easy. It is is physical attributes, and they should all be consistent with each other. Like consistent to you are describing the same instance of that object. That's right. You are not describing the yep. same type of stapler, but that exact stapler. Like if you say pencil and somebody says it's chewed, it's chewed for everybody. Right. And and if you say it's your classic yellow number two graphite pencil, somebody else can't describe a mechanical pencil. Right. It's whatever first whatever comes out first, that's what it is. With some leeway. I mean if somebody "Quote unquote screws up, you let it go." But you're trying to you're trying to be consistent there. Right. Second level, you are. This is the most important level. This is personal and emotional associations, and they no longer have to be consistent. Just what are personal emotional associations that you or somebody could have with a pencil? Anxiety about first day of school. Not confident enough to do the New York Times crossword puzzle and pen. 
penciling in dates, having dates broken or worried about that or something and chewing, oral fixation, you know, your neat little desk at home and sort of having your own little workspace at home. But I'm trying to make them all personal and emotional and truthful. It can be funny there too. You can usually think of funny situations for a pencil that will get a laugh Mm -hmm. or whatever, like things that people won't think of at first. That's the you are and that's where you're going to get most of your initiations from. So don't spend too long in the it is. Dig into the you are. That's that's really the whole opening to me is there. Then the third level is thou art. Also, the third and the fourth level are the same. Thou art and I am, there is no difference really except the I am is shorter than thou art. So thou art is the dramatic phrase where you're generalizing themes Mm -hmm. and you should be trying to use what was said in the you are. You try to use each other's stuff. So if you said for the pencil, you know, you're what I chew when I get – did you have one? Did you have one? Uh, You're what I – Twirl on my finger while I'm trying to impress the person sitting next to me. Right. So when I come to the thou art, I might try to use yours in a thou art form. You know, which I'll, you know, thou art an instrument of impressing the opposite sex. Like a sentence, it's kind of grand and it's a little bit more general than what you were doing. And then for the I am's, it's one or two words. You know, I am impressing. Right. And then that's just like ironing it or that's just like – That's just for entertainment. Yeah. It's just putting some razzle-dazzle on the end of it. You know, sure. It's just like just get the audience to commit. Right. Get yourself – you know, the sound and movement opening gives you no ideas but it leaves you out of your head and like hopefully lively and ready to be silly and perform. Right. That little last bit of the invocation kind of wakes you up a little right. bit. Pattern game leaves you like a robot. The invocation can leave you fired up like a priest. And so it feels like you uh, you think of the invocation as much closer to like a sound of movement than a pattern game. Yeah. I think people treat it much closer to a pattern game. Don't of, do that. It yeah. doesn't work like that. You're trying to use a wrench as a hammer. Like it won't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see now why people don't like it. If they see it as a pattern game, it doesn't doesn't work at all. There's no way to do like little loops inside right. of the levels. I like it because it's simpler. I mm-hmm. like it because there's less ideas. It's okay. dramatic and le- I don't need that. I don't need that many ideas. Yeah. I need like three. Yeah. We'll just do – I'll get some from the UR. We'll put some couple couple funny things in the thou art and the I am. Do you care that much about like number of people talking in the UR or like number of things I do. pitched? I do care. How many? I think that everybody should go three times in the UR. Everyone, so you have theoretically 24 statements? Yeah. Maybe everybody goes twice and then yeah. half of them go three times like that because they'll just go like that. Just go quick. So you've got a lot of things to then pull from. Yeah, maybe for that what? is too many. But I feel like it's more than twice. Yeah. Yeah. The it is, the it is, everybody could go like once and then another half time. Mm-hmm. The you are, everybody goes twice. Let's just say that. Everybody goes twice. Maybe I'm crazy. I've never sure. counted. But the you are is the meaty one. So I kind of want to, I want everyone to get in on that. Thou art is like one and a half. Mm-hmm. And the it is, everybody, and the I am, everyone has to go once. Right. Because you're essentially just repeating the biggest ones. The from biggest the ones, yeah. Thou art. When the now. Super long ago, Herald Team Mailer Demon brought the invocation back. Nobody, everybody hated it. Nobody liked it. Everyone thought it looked stupid. Mailer Demon did it, and it was super funny. And they would do a thing on the IMs where only one, everybody would only go once in the IM, but everybody would go, mm-hmm. and they would dramatically step out of the formation and take a weird pose and say the I am, like step out of the little half moon, drop to one knee, and go I am flirting or whatever. Right. But they didn't form the object itself. I feel like that's the standard now is in IMU kind of form the oh, object. Oh, really? I've never yeah. seen that. I don't know who started that, but I kind of makes like, sense. Yeah. I don't think you need it. Yeah. But I can see that as a cool thing if that works for you. Mm-hmm. I don't see that. That's not canon for me. Yeah. 
<laughs> but uh, I could see that being a cool thing. My brother said the funniest thing I've ever heard in an invocation. Do you want to hear it? Absolutely. Suggestion was a uh, xylophone. And he got to the URs and he said, uh, in the undersea orchestra, you are always played by the octopus. Isn't that very funny to That's say about a xylophone? Good. It got like a rolling laugh. It yeah. was really impressive to see. I was like, damn, dude. Yeah. I mean, this isn't about individual witticisms, but that was a good but one. But sometimes you knock it so, out of the park. What's wrong with a slam dunk now and then? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. very funny. What scene I would do off of that? <laughs> Me? Yeah. I would. Oh, that's easy. Yeah. You're the octopus and you're mad that you always have to play the xylophone. Sure, you yeah. wanted, why can't you get the trumpet? Why do you always have to be this guy? You're not just this guy. Right. That's, I'll, I could pitch a whole TV sitcom on that. That's easy. Come on. Let somebody else do this. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like you're great at it. You had eight arms. Nobody can do what you can do. Right. Louis can do it. It's like Louis sucks. Louis timpani. He's a flounder. Just, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Come on. Give uh, him a chance. I, let me do something I could do. And he's got to do something the octopus would be bad at, you know? Yeah. I don't know what it would be like. Oboe? I feel like anything with a mouth, <laughs> yeah. given that octopuses have those little beak. Yeah, I think it requires a really delicate embouchure. Yeah. Let me do the French horn. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> Maybe the tuba. How about the piano? No, you're not getting me using my arms. I think that's a winner of a scene. Yeah, yeah. I spoke incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> I threw out too much of the invocation just right off, right off the bat. I'm like, nope, no, nothing works. Any other like hard and fast rules you have for the invocation of like this is what I love to see in it or this is where people go wrong? Yeah. If you try to tell a story with the it is, Mm -hmm. don't try to paint a whole movie scene. Keep it real neutral. It's not scene painting. It's not – You're not scene painting. You're not like doing a whole backstory. I don't don't need a lot in the it is. Mm -hmm. Not personal or emotional enough in the you are and don't spend too long in the thou arts. And just commit hard. But you'll do it. The good thing about it is it'll make you commit. Yeah, that, yeah. That, those, those are the rules. That's the way I teach it. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's more like doing organic scenes than premise scenes. Mm-hmm. And it's closer to the effect of a sound and movement than a pattern game for sure. And it's fun. It's a good time. And Del Close taught it. So you should just for historical reasons. Yeah. You got it. it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's one of the primary color openings. Right. Pattern game, invocation, sound of movement are the three – and then monologues is your training wheels. Right. So those are like everybody should at least feel comfortable giving it a shot. So like – Scene painting, documentary are all like second generation, yeah. third generation, Billy Merritt creations or mm-hmm. other teachers. They're not like – they're not OG first generation. They're not primary colors. They're right. like mixtures of the primary colors. Right. Which is there's nothing wrong with that. Do whatever you sure. want. So pattern game, pattern game for me, I think of it as like the – base of a lot of other openings yeah that's true right the structure of the pattern game is like you should be able to find that structure in almost every one mm-hmm. somehow but that structure of the invocation of like that kind of like well here's how sifting. i do it go for it i got it so the, you have to like make sure sh- thou art and i am are kind of one thing mm-hmm. so your three loops are it is you are and then the thou art i am mm-hmm. i'll make cheating a little bit sure. but that's how i get three loops and instead of there's no rooms and hallways yeah so i guess in that way it doesn't work there are callbacks from loop to right. loop in the way that you'll have like callbacks from beat to beat in your herald. And there is some okay. minor amount of like A to B, A to C stuff within mm-hmm. the loops. Yeah, it doesn't work too well on the pattern game thing. But Here, here's what I think of the rules of an opening for herald. Rule of threes, it should be it should generate information, it should look good theatrically, mm-hmm. and there should be group mind. And there should be rooms and hallways, actually. And there's not in the invocation. There's really not. 
Yeah, I guess it is would be the closest to that. You describing it now is thinking about how how much the though that form of the invocation is similar to the form of a herald. Because the like refining, yeah, the it is go. is like the opening, and then the ur is like a first beat, and then you heighten and blow it out. Yeah, yeah, it's and, not a bad warm up. Yeah. for your herald in that way, and so in that, the way you're then like editing and kind of culling as you go. Of yeah, you're ref- simplifying. Yeah. Your third beats should be a lot simpler than your yeah. first beats. That's a good way to sell it. That was Will Hines. Will mentioned that every opening has things it's good at and things it's bad at, so you have to adjust. That's huge. I've already quoted it to a Lloyd team, 17, that I coach. We were talking about the pattern game and how they sometimes come out of it feeling low energy. And my response was, yeah. If you get clear initiations from the pattern game, it's doing its job. It won't give you a lot of energy, so you're going to have to supply that. No opening, not even the incredible pattern game, will do everything. And it's up to your team to make up for any deficiencies of certain openings. The Invocation is a huge, fun opening to see, but like Will said, you have to do a lot more work scene-wise. Also, Will mentioned Eric Tenoy and Neil Casey, whom I haven't interviewed for this podcast. Eric was one of the people I had down on my list of next people to interview when I finally said, I've interviewed enough people, I need to move on with the next phase of this podcast before I collapse under the weight of a million fucking interviews. So, sorry about that. Maybe later I'll have an update episode on the invocation with more people's things. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do after I use up the 24 interviews I've already done for this podcast. We'll see. Next up is Achilles Stamatolaki. I think in terms of things that I wish I was able to do more in Mm -hmm. when I was on, like, Herald Knight, like, I never, I don't think I had a team that did the invocation ever. Mm -hmm. Maybe we did it once, but I really love that opening. That's such a simple, and it's also, like, one of the oldest Herald openings, uh, of course, because it's such, like, a strong (laughs) opening. So, first off, how do you describe the invocation to people? So, you're, let's say you're coaching a team, they're about to do the invocation. Yeah, so I describe the invocation as, it's like related to Del Close's Wiccan kind of upbringing, let's yeah. say. So it's, yeah, it's, it's you are invoking a god, right? Mm-hmm. So it should have this kind of like mystical, weird... Uh, You're casting it, a spell yeah, or exactly. a rite. Yeah, you guys are all rite. wizards, mm-hmm. you know? So it should be treated with almost like this reverence or this like sacredness right from the top, mm-hmm. uh, no matter how silly uh, it gets. And yeah, you're, you're asking for an object and then you're basically invoking that object. You're, you're basically equating that object as a god and then the god, you're invoking that god in, oh, okay. in, in the opening. Yeah. And then how do you break down the delineation between each level, right? So we have these four levels. What is the goal of each level? So I think, yeah, there, there's four distinct kind of goals, right? So it, for me, I, I really think each level is, uh, is distinct with a purpose because it helps you generate different types of ideas for the set, but it also helps you engage with the suggestion in a way that explores it from different angles. Mm-hmm. So the first kind of tier is it is, right? So if the object is a toaster, let's say, it is is just visually describing that poster. So mm-hmm. it's objective. We're like scientists describing this object. We, we're keeping it at uh, arm's length. Yeah, we're kind of looking down on it not not judging it but like like literally physically like it's yeah. as if it's on a stool right exactly. in front of us exactly yeah and it is that one instance of 
You say toaster? Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. that one toaster. It's that one toaster. So if somebody says it is red, the next person shouldn't say it is orange. You right. know, it, it is <laughs> it is the same toaster that we can see visually. So mm-hmm. also you're still creating the toaster. You're still adding information about the toaster. And sometimes what I also teach students to do is start out with just base reality, just standard kind of normal toaster things. And then the deeper you get into it, you'll find some unusual specific thing mm-hmm. about it. So uh, it is red. It is metal. It is on a kitchen counter. It is dented. And then, okay, so there's, it's dented. So now it's getting a little bit more specific. So then the, the rest of the team can kind of hear that and, and jump on that. But it's yeah, it's all about adding visual objective information in that first tier. Then the next tier is UR, which is now you're not looking down on it physically. You're looking at it at eye level. Where okay. It's, yeah, because yeah, you're personifying it. Right. Now. So you are, you're saying things to the object in a way that is like, oh, these are things that you would say to a person, plausibly both to a toaster and a person. So you might say like, you are hot, like something like that, you know? The second tier is another instance where you can keep adding information. We can talk about different types of toasters uh, uh, now. And now it's no longer objective, it's subjective and, and personal. So sometimes I'll tell students to say whatever they're going to say there you are say it as if you were initiating a scene right in that character so you're essentially gifting this character of the toaster with something right off the bat exactly exactly and yeah it's still it's still yeah you're talking to it as if it's a person you do that for a few moves and then the next tier is thou art so thou art is when we really start to invoke the the god of mm-hmm. the toaster so thou art it's big flowery flowery metaphoric language for this one i try to make them imagine that they're speaking to the sky mm-hmm. rather than like at, at eye level so we've moved from looking down looking across and then now looking up to the sky and then looking up to the sky it's like you, you should be hearing it should feel like you're hearing thunderclap like in the distance you know because right. like, with every response because you're speaking to a god uh, exactly. a, a demigod perhaps yeah yeah, yeah exactly and I always try to say, like, because I think Ben Rogers did this with Mailer Demon. He would always, like, say the thou arts in, like, this very big, like, Charlton Hestery, like, ve- ve- Hestony, like, yeah. very committed, huge, yeah, big metaphorical, flowery mm-hmm. uh, language. And, like, yeah, the more committed it is, the better. Because, yeah, you're here, you're starting to hear the God come. You're, it, it's starting to uh, be invoked, like the, the, you're hearing the thunder. And yeah, it's, uh, it's big, metaphoric, flowery uh, language. And since we're now in within the second half of the uh, opening, it's all about kind of like condensing the ideas, communicating to the rest of the team, oh, these are the things that we're going to be exploring mm-hmm. in this Herald. So it's almost like we're, we're distilling the ideas that we uh, set up um, from earlier, uh, the first half. And then the final tier is the IMs, where you become the god and that is like big huge kind of broad strokes like uh, thematic uh, ideas so if it's you know toaster i am domesticity or, or mm-hmm. things like that and i also like i like in the thou arts like breaking up the uh, semicircle and then the ims building coming together and building that, the object itself the object. so you're making that one this we are now one big toaster exactly or whatever itself yes and then I do like that one of the things I really like about the invocation, watching it, and also just being in it, is you build, you come together and build that toaster, and then you say, I am toaster. And you're, you're punctuating the opening by saying the suggestion again. Yeah. I really like that part yeah. uh, a bit. Just to kind of like tip your hat to the audience to mm-hmm. be like, hey, remember the suggestion you gave us? We just showed you what it was. Right. Yeah. yeah. Remember that four minutes we were talking about a toaster? <laughs> it was a toaster the whole time. <laughs> 
Let's talk about, so then, how those levels influence scenes and the show. Because you mentioned that each level also has a purpose for kind of the show. So yeah. first off, how do you like to, how do you like teams to pull from that to then initiate? Is it mostly that you are stage? Well, for me, I think you can pull from any tier. In the invocation, I think what is a strong point of the invocation is you're not necessarily going to have like hard premises the same way you you would in a pattern uh, in a pattern or game like or, or or a monologue even but the thing that it does give you is a variety of different ideas so for example in the it is is you might do a scene in that location that you described where, oh, okay. where the toaster is um you might do a scene where yeah you're taking basically a line of dialogue from the urs and initiating with that thing specifically mm-hmm. you might take a theme or, or a broader idea from the thou art or the ims and kind of initiate an idea uh, a scene within that larger theme and that's like what i would coach teams to do is don't worry too much about having super clear hard premises just mm-hmm. know that you're going to come in a little bit like more half idea like soft initiation and just build it um, right. together because yeah i really do think because it is so much information that the um, variety of information is a strength of the uh, right. invocation versus you know other things and i think it's good for teams who, who want to either work on that thing or that's the the type of thing that they're good at where it's like it's high energy opening at the top and then they're kind of finding the games mm-hmm. in uh, in the first beats and then what about kind of show-wide? How much do you try to pull? Because that's almost giving you like themes for the show. How much do you like to see or how do you try to pull those things into the show as a whole? I think it, it kind of needs to be discovered in yeah. in the show. It's hard to make a big thematic move right from the invocation opening just mm-hmm. because it has such like this this specific period this specific punctuation at the end i think if it comes up in the scenes where it's like oh it seems like we're all exploring this theme in the first beat let's keep doing that in our set or if somebody has an edit that they you know end up doing uh that's kind of discovered and not forced in the opening then that's cool but i think just with with any sort of three theme it needs to be discovered in the moment rather than I'm going to do a theme, right. <laughs> you know, before the suggestion, I'm going to do a theme for the show, you know, which I think is the wrong way to yeah. approach it. That was Achilles Stamadalaki. Even with just Achilles and Will, there were still huge differences in presentation of the invocation. Magic spells change as they move from person to person. Will focused on the UR. Achilles talked more about stagecraft, where you're looking, and had a very strict division between the thou art and I am stages. Both of them differ from how the UCB manual describes invocation, which has a very scattered it is section, a full 13 to 20 moves in you are, and then another 13 to 20 moves in thou art. That seems like a lot of thou art to me because I'm also a big fan of the UR stage. It makes sense to me as somebody who thinks in terms of dialogue and how people speak to bring premises from that stage. That stage makes sense to me as a stage to pull from for an initiation. But the UCB manual version of the invocation is much more of a let's throw a shitload of ideas in here and each person can pick out what they like opening than it is a everyone help chip away at a different part of this same one statue opening. There are merits to both and any adjustment you make to the invocation as a coach, teacher, or a team should focus on how changing that opening suits the people performing it. Also, Achilles used Toaster as an example for his sample invocation. 
One of my favorite invocations that I've ever been a part of was on my first Herald team, Greg, and it was of a toaster. In the It Is, it was mentioned that you go from one light to five dark, which we got to then bring back in the second beats, where we got to slowly adjust the darkness of the show as the Herald went on. By the third beats, we had reached setting five. Very dark. Very, very dark scenes. That's episode six, The Invocation. The Invocation is a very showy opening, and it makes it easier to let your suggestion really affect the show in big ways. Will called The Invocation one of the primary colors openings, along with Sound and Movement, which we discussed in the previous episode, and The Pattern Game, which is the next episode. Please rate and review this podcast on iTunes, and feel free to contact me at improv at curtisrutherford.com. That's C-U-R-T-I-S-R-E-T-H-E-R-F-O-R-D.com. Thanks to everyone who was part of this episode. My name's Will Hines. I am Achilles Stamatalaki. And I'm Curtis Rutherford. <laughs> <laughs>